everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Back Builders Podcast. I'm your host, Forrest Munden. For those of you guys who are new here, some quick links to reference are my Patreon, where you could sign up for as little as $1 a month for exclusive podcast episodes. Just Google search Forrest Munden and Patreon, it'll pop right up. Secondly, I have my Instagram, which is Munden, M-U-N-D-E-N underscore Forrest with two R's. Also, you can follow me there. My podcast is available on all platforms, iTunes, Audible, Google, everything. Check it out. Glad to have you here. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Backbuilders Podcast. I would like to start off this episode by thanking my newest patron supporters. We have Roy, Joshua, uh, Camaro, Clay Rasmussen, and Jake Vance. So nonetheless, I appreciate you guys all subscribing to the Patreon and have fun trying to catch up to about a hundred, was it like 134 extra episodes on there? Um, I can't even imagine how many hours that is probably like easily over a hundred hours, but anyway, so it's, it's been a few days since I've done my last podcast episode. The last one that I did was how I would kill a man, which by the way, got banned from, uh, Instagram because the title was like too inflammatory. Um, even though I thought it was obvious that I wasn't literally talking about how to kill a man, but, but either way that, that episode did really good. I got some uh, good feedback from you guys and uh, I'll definitely be doing something like that again in the future. Just a quick little read with some audio and stuff like that. Um, this episode is actually about jujitsu and I know that there's a lot of you guys who you, you guys don't practice jujitsu or any martial arts at all. So, um, I just understand that I will make this episode relatable to everybody, not just the practitioners, but everybody uh, who's interested in it, who has a general idea of what the sport is, or just wants to hear about the type of world um, that I've been in for the last few years and where I feel like it's going to take me in the future. This episode was partly inspired by a book that I just finished called Breathe, A Life in Flow by one of the Gracies. I can't remember which Gracie it is. Let me look right now. I think it's like Ricky Gracie. Yeah, Rickson Gracie. To be honest, outside of this book, I didn't know anything about the Gracies at all. I actually didn't really like the Gracies too much, um, which I actually take back. And I have a lot more respect for them now that I see like where they came from and uh, their kind of their lineage and their legacy. I didn't like them because because of their students. Their students had this like very cocky and arrogant attitude to them that like not a lot of other gyms had. And I don't know if this is like a SoCal thing or what, but the Gracies now I know it's like a lot of the Gracies, at least according to this book, were very humble people, great fighters and, and great warriors. And at least the the newer Gracies seem like they're much more in line or much more uh, humble, the older, older Gracies, like the, the grandparents that are long gone, they seem like they were the, the colder, more brutal Gracies, but the new ones seem quite humble. And the students that come into like our gym sometimes or have come or I've trained with, or I've been to their gyms have been the opposite most of the time. And I didn't like how in the Gracie gyms, they wouldn't allow you to spar at full speed until you were a blue belt. Meaning like at, at 11 elevation in the gym I'm at now, you spar like full speed, not full speed, but you spar um, for submission the first day that you're in there. And what that allows our gym to get to is this point to where a couple years in at the second year mark, they're, 
like 11 elevation gym they're killers by their second year they're killers within their first like three or four months really compared to like people off the streets so you have these guys who are like about to be blue belts or they are blue belts and they've had barely any sparring time at all and they are just like you could wipe that like, they're really good at drilling they're really good at clinch drills they're really good at like arm bars and technique and um you know that kind of stuff but when it comes to like actually fighting actually sparring i, I don't know i don't know why they do that is it to prevent injury is it to like focus on technique i don't know all i know is that when they when i spar against them it's very easy to defeat them and uh i already have like a thousand hours of spar time over them literally like literally a thousand hours because um, if i if i've been training jujitsu for two years and you know i train for five six times a week for almost two hours each time like that that shit adds up but i have come to this conclusion that jiu-jitsu is going to be an essential part of my life and i have full confidence that i will eventually be a black belt now it takes two years to get each each and every single one of your belts it took me two and a half to get my blue because i was gone so much for like training and i got that ligament in my foot which by the way yeah still kind of injured apparently because a couple days ago i was sparring with a, like a pretty brand new white belt and i i, I don't blame him for this because i was probably worse than him at his level but every time i spar against this guy good guy but i get injured against him like every single freaking time there's a few of them and i know that i was that white belt that i would injure other people because at that low level you're very spazzy you're like a monkey you just want to grab onto things and like pull random things and hope something works <laughs> And that's not really how the sport should be. And that's not really how you should train with your partners. So I got injured again. My foot is re-injured. So that's cool. Um, so apparently not very healed. But anyways, I digress. Jiu-Jitsu is going to be a part of my life for a really, really long time. I've looked at who I was when I first came into the gym. And that faithful day when I decided to call my current coach, Chad Keel, and tell him that I wanted to come train with him. Now, it, this wasn't like a sudden moment where i was like hey cool jiu-jitsu gym time to call no it was like i walked past this gym every single day for months months i would walk right past it look into the window sometimes they would look back at me and um i would want to train with them but there was a part of me that was like this weird internal conflict where i i knew that i or i had this unrealistic confidence that i was a good fighter just because i was strong and I was fit and I knew that. And for some reason, I feel like I didn't need jujitsu. And this is like all physical. I'm not even talking about the spiritual aspects that come with jujitsu, which I'll talk about. But uh, I thought that I don't really need jujitsu. I'm, I'm a good fighter. And then another part of me knew that I wasn't a good fighter and that I would be destroyed when I walked into that gym, which is what happens when you go into a jiu-jitsu gym with zero combat experience at all it would be different if i was like i don't know like a wrestler and i wrestled for many many years but i i've never even i, I did like one year wrestling in middle school and that was it so i finally got the confidence and the humility to walk into the gym for the first time and i got destroyed in there yeah it's like i was strong and i could put up a good fight but at the end of the day it's like strength is not nearly as good as being smart in jiu-jitsu. If you're smart in jiu-jitsu and you're conserving your energy and you're uh, you're able to outlast your opponent, you're able to like suck his soul out of his out of his body through like draining him in certain positions and really crushing him on like a spiritual level. That's when you get really really good at jiu-jitsu. 
but for like the first two years i'm on like two years eight or nine months now um i was just trying to be really really strong but you know i mean i don't know if you're training jiu-jitsu and you're not smart i guess you got to be strong and if you're not very strong you got to be smart i think the balance is finding the uh the in between between being smart and strong and then also the endurance that comes with it but you know i finally decided to get into jiu-jitsu and i noticed that like before i got into jiu-jitsu i was in a really bad place like i don't know i just went through like i've always talked about i went through that really bad breakup and i was living alone in my house and i was just starting to really accept that and i was also struggling financially i was just all around like fucking shitty you know, I was struggling financially. I was trying to reason and understand what happened in my last relationship. And, you know, I didn't know where I wanted to go with my life. I wasn't even at the art. I wasn't even in the army again at the time. Um, but what I knew that I needed was I needed an outlet. I needed an outlet where I could train, but most importantly, I needed a social outlet. I needed a tribe again. And I finally got into the gym and I realized that like, why haven't I done this sooner? I think that's one of the things that most of us start to realize when uh, we go back into jujitsu, especially when we're like a little bit older, when our parents like didn't put us in it and we weren't in it for 10 years. It's like, you, it's like, yeah, great. You're training to be more efficient in self-defense. You're getting stronger. You're getting faster. You're getting leaner. But you, you realize that you're reconnecting to something within your brain that is very, very ancient and very tribal and you realize that like i that you love as a practitioner going to the gym because you get to train jiu-jitsu but also you get to hang out with friends and i say this every single time i know i know my jiu-jitsu training partners so well over the last few years because i spar with them because i fight them every other day i can tell you everything that i possibly need to know about a person in just a five minute sparring match like i said i could tell you what they've eaten or how they eat, if they diet properly. I can tell you if they're hydrated, dehydrated. I can tell you if they have emotional problems, if they're getting too angry, if they're not controlling their anger, if they're not controlling their range. They're, I can tell you what kind of lifestyle they've been living. If they're a smoker, a tobacco, or weed, you can smell it on their skin and it comes out of their pores. You know, I could tell you what kind of heart they have, what kind of spirit, what kind of soul they have. I know there is nobody that I know better on a spiritual level and on a physical one, then my training partners and same goes with them to me. None of them, nobody knows me better than my training partners who I fight with each and every single day. And you develop a very close connection with these brothers and you have a respect for these guys. Like you have a respect for nobody else because when you fight, when you fight these guys, yeah, it's like you're trying to be a good training partner and you know, you're, you're trying to improve at the sport, but it's, there's a part of you that knows this is about life or death. Now, obviously you're not going to literally die, but there's a part of you that knows that when you're sparring with somebody and you're trying to get a hand over them, you're trying to choke them out. You're trying to pull their arm behind their head. You're trying to get triangles. I mean, that's simulating life in a life and death scenario. And it's like, when you come out of that scenario, whether you win or lose, um, and especially if it was a good fight, you have a respect for that dude like you have a respect for nobody else and you know it's um it's an interesting aspect to the martial art that nobody really talks about is that deep connection that you form with these brothers and i'm talking like when i see these guys i get joyous to see them i get excited because i just feel like i i know them so well and um i don't know it's just a it's just a 
to know that you're a part of a tribe, that you're a part of a community. And it's like in our lives, we have tons of different tribes and communities. We have our school systems. You know, if you're in the military, you have your platoon or your battalion or your company, you have your work. But I don't know, this just feels different. This just feels very naturalistic. This feels like how things are supposed to be. And it's for for 90 minutes out of every single day, you can go into your gym and you could fucking leave everything outside of the gym. It's like when I was struggling the most in my life, when I first started jujitsu, I didn't give a shit about my breakup. I didn't give a shit about my finances. I didn't give a shit about like how I felt outside of the gym, like me feeling depressed and down and out on myself. It's like I was in there for a reason. I did what I had to do. And you always come out feeling revigorated and like refreshed on a spiritual, physical, mental, emotional level. You just feel cleansed. And I don't know, I'm starting to really, you know, there's this part of me that was really, um, I was very interested in the physical aspects of jujitsu and I still am obviously like how to optimize nutrition, stretching, recovery, um, moves and techniques and, and breathing, breathing. I, I never knew breathing was so fucking important until I got into jujitsu. I mean, so many of us within our lives, we, we breathe like we're panicked and that we have like tons of anxiety pent up within us, which a lot of us do. A lot of us, even you now probably listener are breathing in short shallow breaths you breathe but if you really pay attention to how you're breathing you should be breathing with like this vigor and this intention that only comes from like an appreciation of life which is like if from your belly and a lot of us we breathe up in our throats and mouth breathers and but you know i don't even remember where i was going with that but it's true though, because I've noticed that even my breathing has changed and I breathe with more intention. I breathe with an appreciation for the ability to not only breathe, but what, what oxygen does for my, my muscular and my cardiovascular system. You know what I mean? So just, I'm starting to appreciate the micros of jujitsu, how it has trained and how it has tailored my spirit to be an all around well-integrated man, I believe. And it's helped me control my emotions better. And it's like, before I started training jujitsu, I always thought that like, I don't know that I needed to, because I had no experience fighting. I had, I had a false sense of confidence in my fighting ability. So I felt like I needed to like pump up my chest and kind of flex on people um, who tried to intimidate me or tried to fight me or were being douches to me. I felt like I needed to like really show them, hey, I could fight you if I needed to. But now it's like, I'm so lethal and I'm so powerful and I'm so dangerous, at least to people who don't train jujitsu that I feel like silly if I were to do that now, because it's like, I don't need to prove myself to anybody, but you know, myself and I, to a certain extent, my coach and my training partners, but I don't know the, the man who has not trained MMA or uh, jujitsu or wrestling, at least for not a, at least never. I mean, I'm not trying talking about you trained it's, it's different if you've trained for short periods of time, because at least you have a general understanding of what happens to your mind and your body. But I don't know. I look at all these like um, people within the solar sphere who are aesthetically, they are perfection. I'm talking like physical perfection. Um, and they are like specimens and they are bodybuilders, the aesthetic lifters, um, these are the like the, the guys who figured out nutrition. And it's like, that is all great. And I do not want to take away from that at all. And I won't. I won't even preface this next sentence with a but. There is a clear um, 
physical difference between the aesthetics trainer and the jiu-jitsu trainer. As a jiu-jitsu trainer, you're still lean, but you're not as lean as the aesthetics bodybuilder. You're stronger than them, but they look better than you. And I've been on both sides of the coin where I've been very, very low body fat and I've been um, you know, seven, 8% body fat. And I'm at where I'm at now where I'm about 16% body fat, 15% body fat. And I, I, I look at these guys who focus so much on the fashion behind fitness. They wanna look really, really good. I'm talking like all year, all, all seasons of all years, four years. And then they come into the gym and they're like profoundly weak, profoundly weak because they focused more on the fashionable side of fitness. They didn't focus on mobility. They didn't focus on lethality. They didn't focus on functionality of fitness. They focused on looking good. And you know, if you focus too much on one aspect of fitness, you kind of find yourself falling into a hole. And it's very, very difficult to get out of that hole. I think there's very few people that will really understand what I'm talking about here. I mean, even as a jiu-jitsu practitioner, as you continue to practice jiu-jitsu, if you let your nutrition fall off the map, if, you, if you're not strength training, if you're not focusing on recovery or mobility or like flexibility, your jiu-jitsu is even going to fall off the map because if you're just focusing on pure technique and not like drilling, you know, we all have these guys in jiu-jitsu who just focus on YouTube videos, but they never actually train the moves. They never actually focus on like the fundamentals like leverage, base and imbalance and stuff like that. Um, but I noticed there's more to the physical body than I ever anticipated. And then going back to the spiritual, I would say that spiritually I've changed in the sense of like, I am much more humble. I am much more calm and I am much more emotionally stable than I ever was. And that's something that you're not really going to get out of a lot of other things. I remember when I first went to jiu-jitsu for the first time, I was, I was a little anxious and I was a little nervous just in general, just from being in a, uh, a chemically deprived state where my hormones were all fucked up because I was, you know, depressed as shit and, you know, suffering all these regrets and anxieties. And, you know, jujitsu will kind of re-regulate your endocrine system and then, you know, going back to like your spirit. But anyways, I don't want to ramble too much. I want to talk about the future in which I see myself going into jujitsu. I think I've come to the realization that I'm decent at jujitsu. I can win. I can lose. I'm decent. That's that's about it. And I'm okay with that. And I think that I have a natural talent for it, but that talent is only going to get me so far now because you know, I've I'm older now. I'm 27 going on 20. I started jiu-jitsu pretty late compared to like these younger guys who are going on to like the Olympics and stuff like that. If I would have started at a younger age, like high school, then I think I would have been a black belt right now. I think I would have been competing in like really amazing places, but I'm at the point where I understand that I'll never get to that level anymore. And I've accepted that. I'm okay with that. And I'm kind of more focused on the spiritual and the teaching side of jujitsu where I can really, really see myself getting to a point in two to four years when I get my purple and brown belt where I want to become a teacher and I want to teach people how to find themselves through the art of jujitsu. And I know I have a natural gift for teaching and speaking. And if I can somehow make this flow into starting my own gym and to really taking a group of men, I'm not really looking for like the, the physical phenomenal specimens, like the Olympic athletes. I'm looking for like guys off the streets who are, who are weaker, 
who don't have a lot of confidence, who don't have a lot of guidance in life, and obviously everybody in between, but really these guys who need extra help, I want to take them off of the streets and I want to turn them into like confident, functional, well-integrated men and women, obviously. And I think that's like one of the greatest things that jiu-jitsu brings to a lot of people's life is the sense of balance and the sense of purpose and meaning and this sense of direction and vision and alertness and awakeness and I've kind of come to realize that I think I'm going to start my own gym one day. And this could be a pipe dream. And this could be me just, you know, speculating or I'm extra inspired today. But I don't know. I think that in a life of service for me, a life of helping people become better versions of themselves, I think that's why I'm here. I think that's why we're all here and we all find different ways to do this. But I think my calling has always been teaching, sharing wisdom, knowledge, and strength. The only difference is, is now it's going to be podcasting and jujitsu. And I've never thought that for myself. I never thought I would be a jujitsu coach. I never thought that I could possibly open up my own gym one day, but I'm ex I'm at that point where I'm starting to realize it's a really real possibility. And, you know, one day I'll get to the point to where I'm a freaking black belt, you know, 10 years in, 20 years from now, whatever. And my kids are going to be training jujitsu maybe. And then I'll be able to like teach them what I know and set a really good example for them. And this isn't just about training jujitsu. This isn't just about being on the mats. This is about like celebrating life and really understanding that in life, it's our job and it's our duty to bear a burden and a responsibility and to share that sense of like purpose and meaning with other people. If you as a man can make one other man or woman's life better today, you're doing your job as a human. And if we go back to the notion that in death, we receive judgment from some type of like cosmic being, whether it's like the cosmos itself or like God. I think God will look back on what you're doing right now today, whether it's jujitsu or it's podcasting or you're a teacher or you're a good soldier and he will look at you and what you're doing today and you will be judged for it in a, a bright or a dark light. And I think that I want to kind of like increase my energy points, like increase my consciousness, increase my karma, my chi, my vril, whatever you want to call it by taking what I know, taking what I've learned in jujitsu and just life in general and being able to share that with other people. And not, not only it's not just about me sharing it with other people and like me being, being all grandiose and like, I am the teacher and you're my student. It's about bringing people together where we can build a, a tribe and a community. And then I will be able to learn from them. I, I mean, there's people in my gym where I, I learned such a massive amount of uh, knowledge from them. And I wish I took more time to like sit there and talk to these guys outside of the gym where it's like they're freaking engineers and they're firefighters and they're business owners. And they're like into quantum physics sometimes and like building literal spaceships in the middle of the desert for like NASA and shit, like just crazy stuff like that, that I would, I would think I would be so fulfilled if I started my own gym one day and I was able to bring these people together and then make a living off of what I love doing. And I hope I continue to love it. I hope I continue to enjoy it because, you know, and I, I, I once thought that I really loved bodybuilding and I thought that I would be in bodybuilding for the rest of my life. And now I'm at the point to where, I mean, I mean, I've been far past this point to where I realized I don't even want to bodybuild anymore. It's exhausting. It fucks up your hormones. It fucks up your body. You're, you're weak. You look good, but it, it takes too much time. And it's kind of selfish in a lot of ways, but I think there's a time and a place for us to be selfish in our lives. And bodybuilding is a perfect place to do that. Um, 
But yeah, I think I see that in my future and I'm not sure when it's going to happen or where it's going to go. But all I know for now is that I have one more choice in my life. I have one more path that I can possibly take to become the man that I think that I'm destined to become. And that is a, that's a teacher. That is a, I don't know. I don't know what you want to call it, but I want to master this art and I want to get to a place to where I'm, I'm not just a student anymore, even though you're forever a student, everything in life, but you know, I want to be a teacher and I will continue to perfect this art and I will continue to train it thoroughly and I will continue to let it be a guiding light in my life. And uh, for any of you guys who are thinking about getting into any kind of combat sport, just do it, man. It's like you, somebody asked me the question the other day, you know, I'm young. Um, I'm really nervous about getting into a combat sport. How do, how do I get into it? I mean, yeah, I could tell you all the really obvious things like find a good gym, you know, take a trial run with them and ask if you could come train for a week and blah, 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 blah. But like at the end of the day, you just got to fucking do it. You just got to walk into that gym. You have to understand that, you know, jujitsu is a give and take in relationship. You're going to give it maximum energy. You're going to give it your maximum uh, effort and, and you're going to receive injuries and, you know, you're going to be humbled and you're going to be hurt. Um, but also you're going to receive strength and you know, spiritual stability and, and purpose and guidance and humility. It's like, you just, you just got to walk into that gym. Really just, just do it. But anyways, I've been rambling on a lot for this episode, but I had a lot, I need to get off my chest. I highly suggest you guys check out that, uh, uh, book called breathe a life and flow by Ricky Gracie. Fucking one of the best books I've ever read in my entire life. One of the best books. Even if you're not into jiu-jitsu, it's just a great story about somebody's fantastic, tragic, depressing, heroic, courageous life. And uh, yeah, check it out. It's only like 13 bucks on Amazon. Uh, Audible. All right, guys. I'll see you for the next one. See ya.